Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Toon Jam. I am Matt. And I'm Jamin. And you have joined us on another cartoon conundrum. Mm. Um, yes, cartoon conundrum. Uh, what is it this week? Well, I, I did tell you last week, I believe, but I'll tell you again. It is uh, our question that we're asking this week is, is animation still utilised to its full potential? Um, so this is sort of regarding um, the way in which animation was first used. Obviously, when it was new, it was the idea that you could do anything that your you know pen and pencil allowed you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so physics were just any old how. Um, you've got all your sort of old shows that just really the whole. So you'd have a ten-minute episode where the whole thing was just literally like, look at what, what's going on with this character. Yeah. Um, nothing you could ever do, especially at the time in film. Um, obviously special effects, uh, which adds animation, I guess, to live action, has changed things. But that's essentially what we're going off like nowadays. Does it still utilize that? Does it still? Uh, match that and has it have have we kind of rested on our laurels with animation Mm. um so let's start let's let's go back to those old ones so obviously we've sort of discussed a lot of old ones especially over on our patreon um when we did a sort of through time yeah look and we kind of went from the you know very early like before mickey mouse it was like oswald the lucky rabbit yeah onwards didn't we um, and that was something we really noticed then was just how much every so everything was a character, you know, um, a pen was a character, a chair was a character. Yeah, the, the whole world was moving, wasn't it? it yeah, was, yeah. The, everything was singing and dancing. The whole environment was like we're animated. We're, everything's animated. Yeah, and 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 it really like it, especially sort of, you know, I'd say like a, a decade in everything started to look really nice as well. Like the backgrounds, um, the, the designs of everything. Um, when you got colors, the colors, 
Yeah. Um, even the black and whites look, you know, look good. And there was definitely certain styles emerging. Um, and it was just interesting because it was like you could just watch it and, it, you know, there was very little story. It was yeah. just like, oh, um, you know, Betty Boop's got to look after a baby. Yeah. That's the story. That's it, yeah. Because it was such a visual feat. You didn't really need much else than that. It was just yeah, like yeah. you're just happy to sit and look at it because it was it was that sort of impressive, really. And I mean, especially at the time as well. Yeah. And then and then it only got more advanced because it's kind of as it went on, mm. you've got sort of the more, you know, wacky cartoons where, you know, like Looney Tunes and stuff, where I guess uh, things like Tom and Jerry introduced mm. kind of hyper cartoon violence. Yeah. And that's when, you know, obviously someone can get blown up with a crate of TNT and still live. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously not not an ability <laughs> that we have in real life. But yeah, so you've got all this kind of stuff, and it's and it's really like, and when you go back and watch it, it's really impressive mm. because you just, I think you've got into, especially now with things changing and outdating so quickly. Yeah, I think particularly when you're younger, you just assume anything older is worse. Yeah, um, you know. We we were kind of like yeah, I remember when Windows ninety five was great, um, and then now you look back and you're like it's rubbish. So, you know, for a long time you're just like yeah, if it's old, it's probably rubbish. Yeah. But then going back and watching them, you know, particularly if you'd never seen them much before growing up or whatever, you, you there's plenty to see where you're like actually this is really really good. Yeah, I, I know I was, was definitely surprised when it when we went mm. back and watched a few of the older ones because I was like, oh, black and white, that's too old for me. Like, <laughs> like they hadn't figured colour out. Nah, that's just, it's too in the past. But there really was something different about those those early ones where it, it really felt, it felt like something different almost, didn't it? Like it wasn't yeah. just, you're not just watching a cartoon. It's like, this was like an experience, you know? Like yeah, everything yeah. was really... Yeah, they've really created these really vibrant, crazy worlds, and just the way that everything moved was so different and dynamic. Um, and I mean, you know, you take it for granted now because we're several generations in, and cartoons have kind of, you know, they still do that a little bit, but I don't think they they really do it as much. Well, would you say that like that whole aspect's been toned down a lot? Like, I, yeah, I guess because I feel like the more you do something, the more you get used to it obviously mm. um and i think there's things that you easily take for granted in in your work and i guess it, animation's no different i mean you look at like compare snow white mm. to um i don't know what's disney's latest film um whatever that is but let's see no that's serious well uh, yeah that's Pixar in it, but oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's just say for it's not but Frozen, right? Yeah. Uh, so use Frozen because that's still pretty current. Um, th- the storyline for Frozen is pretty intense. There's there's loads mm. going on. You know, you've got character relationships and all this. Go back to Snow White, and you've got the characters. Uh, the story you you all know, but it's quite thin when you watch it. It's like you have moments of characters doing things, but then there's there's just moments where she's like cleaning a house with animals, and that lasts longer than you would imagine. 
then there's like one where they're just dancing around a house. Yeah. Playing like silly instruments, pulling faces. And I'm not like, it's, it's really entertaining for watching it. Like still yeah. now it still has that like magic, but it's definitely, there's definitely something like you, you that wouldn't be made now. No, no. Um, for better or for worse. So it's, there's definitely a change. And I think it's probably come from the, the idea that we've got used to that. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not utilizing animation, I suppose. So let's take yeah. a look at some newer stuff moving away from that sort of Disney comparison. I mean, um, I think that's, that's probably a good example though, anyway, because that, that was really like um, the, all those scenes with the kind of characters and stuff that was all using like rotoscoping, wasn't it? So it was like, yeah, yeah. it was an attempt to, to step away from those, the, the crazy wild wacky animation and, and really just make things more realistic. Yeah. Um, which I so, guess yeah, is immediately kind of... you've got a change, I suppose, haven't you? Like, yeah. That's already changing from what it originally was. Yeah. Yeah. Because the and chairs I... don't dance. That's true. Yeah. You know, the, the animals are dancing, but yeah. now floorboards have... don't, don't wake yeah. up. Hey, we have guys. inanimate objects now <laughs> rather than everything being an animated object. Hmm. Um, but yeah, go, I mean, let's, let's go to the extreme now. I would, I mean, we've obviously covered it. We talk about this a lot within episodes, yeah. but it always comes up, I think, either when something's really good or yeah. when we feel like it's not necess- necessary that it's an animation. And I think it, that, that sort of later point usually comes up when we're looking at adult animation. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a look at a few. The big one, I guess, is we watched it recently. Um, is it Fairview? Fairview, yeah. Now, it's not a great example because it's been cancelled. It's widely disliked. Um, but it didn't need to be a cartoon at all. It didn't utilise animation. It didn't even utilise art, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um but that's it's a kind of good example of of you know the way adult animation particularly is viewed now yeah yeah it i can't really think of anything better than that as an example of just how essentially it's like someone somewhere has a script of something and they've decided we'll we'll just animate this like it's almost like an easy out instead of having to like yeah. i guess like make it live action film people get studio and that it's like we'll just have you guys do voices and then we'll put something over the top and and that that really was what they did here it was like the their mouths barely moved you know they were really rigid objects no limbs and stuff they they barely it was almost like a a motion comic a lot of the time in the fact that like there was so so little like actually moving um yeah and so it it just became like well why why do this like why you know it could have been a radio play or something you know it could have been yeah, a podcast yeah. like there, there's so many other options like was it necessary to make it well what's, what's interesting is i mean it was bad anyway but mm. if they they couldn't have done this live action because it would have looked like you know everyone's shouting all the time yeah it was so ludicrous mm. that you couldn't you know accept it yeah a, I guess it's. I guess it's a way of loosening that. This is the only reason I can think that they did it as an animation is that it loosens your perceptions. Yeah, if yeah. You 
so you you're kind of a bit more accepting of the of the most ridiculous thing possible mm. yeah um, i mean that's that's got to be that's got to be sort of like what they decided to <laughs> to go for because they, yeah. they, it wasn't it, they weren't using the medium like to its it's you know it's potential at all no uh, it was it was really sloppy as far as kind of animation stuff goes but there there are there are other shows out there that do that kind of thing where it's it's very much like almost flash animation you know yeah. like it's, it's not nice to look at um but sometimes even a, a bad looking show can kind of use animation um in a way that's like well that you know that was a ridiculous scenario so we couldn't have live action that or yeah, or maybe yeah. it's just like certain characters are, are you know they have certain aspects and stuff that it's like they it's a cartoon so we have to do that um, yeah and i guess a lot of the adult stuff is kind of in a way it's so, it's so high concept mm. um that uh, and well, this is not all the time actually to be fair but sometimes things are so high concept or or just unbackable yeah that the only way you could do it is as an animation Mm. um because it would either be too expensive to do live action or you just can't get the back in so take something like um king of the hill yeah there's no real reason that that needs to be animated no that's true yeah because um, i almost think of those people as real people in my brain yeah because <laughs> they're so they're so normalized aren't they like they're everything yeah, yeah. there's, there's nothing then... over the top about them at all really at the time, I can't imagine uh, Mike Judge getting mm. getting given the platform for a live action show. Yeah, because they'd be like, "No, well, you're an animator." Yeah, yeah, he's a cartoon guy. So yeah, it's, so it's... there's that, I suppose, as well. Mm. Um, but then, if you take something like uh, Futurama, mm. imagine how much that would cost to create on a live action scale. Oh yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is utilizing it in a different way because mm. the entire setting, the characters, everything about it is you yeah. can only really do that in animation. And it doesn't necessarily have cartoon physics. No. But it would be very difficult to make a live action version of this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean the first the the first yeah, I mean every episode of Futurama, they literally fly to a different planet pretty much. It's like yeah. You couldn't do consistently keep doing that on a, on a live action budget. It just wouldn't work. Um, you know, it, Netflix lost millions of dollars over Sensate, which was just shipping people from one country to the next. So yeah. imagine, <laughs> imagine trying to simulate worlds. <laughs> well, that's it. And, and then when you think about it, like as well, it's not only is it so high concept, but it's also a comedy. Um, mm. And how many high concept comedies do you see in live action? Yeah, it, it's it's very rare. It's, it's so, very rare. I think it's only you only really see that kind of stuff in sketches, don't you? Really? Yeah, like, yeah. And and even sketch shows now, like they're rare because they're too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, to produce because of things like that, I guess you have to make sets and all sorts of nonsense. Mm. Um, I mean the only the only shows kind of on that scale would be something like, you know star trek or the mandalorian yeah um and they're and they're massive blockbuster shows aren't they really oh yeah yeah huge um, um they i mean they're interesting ones so star trek and star wars hmm. both have sort of animated shows yeah um that 
I guess there's there's nothing in them that you couldn't do in in the in the live action. <laughs> yeah, like is there, is there stuff in in Star Wars like the the series that you wouldn't see in live action? Like is no, any... well that's I mean you said so there's like Clone Wars, there's Rebels, um, yeah. there's Bad Batch, all, all of which, and and I guess there's others as well. But there's you know all of them. I mean, Mandalorian is essentially a, a live action version of one of the animated series. Yeah, you know, it's even got uh, Dave Filoni on it. Mm. So it, it and they're bringing a lot of the characters to the screen. It means that I guess they can use more alien characters and yeah. make their mouths move, uh, which is obviously you know you can take a weird character from a bar that's just basically a big piece of plastic. Yeah. And then make him talk. Mm. But, you know, there's that much CGI now. You know, and then bringing those characters to the screen anyway. Yeah. So do, do you think that if some studios had the same means as, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars or whatever, do you think they'd skip over there? Do you think there would be loads of these shows wouldn't even be animated? Um, do you, I don't know, do you... because when you think these are still doing animated shows. Mm. So I, I just wonder if it's a way of like adding more uh, at a cheaper cost when it comes right. to that. Because, you know, I, I've watched them all and I've enjoyed them. They're, they're good quality uh, and they still kind of capture imagination and, and they're Star Wars. But at yeah. the same time, like there's nothing, there's no reason they need to be animated. Yeah. Um, they You know, they add more things like, I guess you can have, you know, droids flying about and more jetpack stuff, and it's easier to do stuff, I imagine. But yeah. I don't think it's impossible. Well, and yeah, yeah, it se- it seems that way now. Now that yeah. now that CG is kind of taken over. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I mean, I think, I guess CG is also part of the the equation here as well, isn't it? Because we went from hand-drawn stuff, so everything was you know, just a person drawing those frames frame by frame. Whereas now uh, computers can do a lot of that, fill in a lot of gaps. Uh, It's a lot quicker of a process if you use CG to do it. Um, And we've seen some stuff that, um, you know, it it really uses CG to its its best. Like there's there's lots of good shows out there that are very obviously um, computer generated, uh, but they, they, they look really good. Like they're, they're really nice to look at. Like, um, yeah, like arcane for example um, yeah yeah that's that it's got such a, a a notable kind of look to it um it, but it, there was there was definitely a time when um as cg was coming in that we had some really horrible looking shows you know <laughs> some really some really dodgy looking stuff kind of on cartoon network nickelodeon where it was like oh it's kind of oh i'm, I'm not not really sure i mean you go back like, to um Johnny Quest. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I loved it at the time, but when we watched it, it was like, whoa. Yeah. This is harrowing. Yeah. Really? spooky stuff. Oh, the faces were distorted and just, it, there's just really uncanny valley stuff there that was yeah. just terrifying. Um, but now we're, you know, a couple of decades in and we get shows like uh, Maya and the Three, where it's, it's all that, you know, very obvious looking CG stuff, but it looks fantastic. Like it, it's really, really yeah, good show that's, to watch. That's an interesting one because they they have utilized the animation and the way mm. you look at it in yeah. in a different way as well. So, you know, things popping out of the screen almost and using yeah. letterboxes and tying it all in and and yeah, it might not be the same as like going back to when everything was animated cartoon physics and, and all that. Um, yeah. But I would say that's the modern equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really kind of pushing, pushing uh, CG to its limits, really, yeah. in, a, in a way, especially in, a, in an animated series. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's so, something, I guess, you know, the, the CG side of it is mm. probably where, you know, it's, that's changed a lot as well, because, the early CG stuff was not, wasn't you know it was more like look at this uh, mm. you know it's CG yeah yeah it, 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 it was like, a feature wasn't it the, yeah the, just yeah that it had it whereas now it feels like we, we're almost kind of going backwards where a lot of shows that seem to just be be using it just because it it there it makes it even easier and even che- even cheaper to yeah. make that show um and so, we've had people mention it before you know like in in the Twitter quotes and things like that that you know, things look too smooth and mm. too real or something. And then there's shows now that are going backwards and playing with the art style and, and things yeah. like that, like actually utilize. I mean, look at like Spider-Man and, Oh yeah. And, 
was it Big Nate we watched recently? Yeah, yeah. yeah just really nice art styles and choices made and, you know, janky animation and just just you can tell you know to utilize it is to think about it isn't it really like to mm. think about what you're showing and then choose to do it in a way that looks nice or is new yeah it's, it's interesting like yeah i mean you, you've got shows like i think a benchmark is like the amazing world of gumball which has so many sort of different animation styles all on the screen at once it's it's very much like a visual treat, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind it kind of is that new, new level of like, you could just sit and watch what's going on. Um, you know, you've got like hand drawn looking stuff on top of what looks like puppets on top of like somebody's chin that they've like yeah. slapped in. And it, it's a real mix of everything. Um, and I, I think that that kind of amalgamation of stuff, I think always makes for um, a show that feels like it's, you know, it's sort of justifying being animated in a way. Yeah. Um, because... And I think that, that goes back to things like SpongeBob as well, mm. where it's not necessarily on the same level, but every now and again, you'll get a, you know, a real setting. Yeah. Um, and then you'll get some sort of daft photos. Um, mm. They do it in Teen Titans Go as well. Um, yeah. And you can oh, tell yeah. that like, every, every gag, every moment is thought about and utilised in that sense. Mm. Um, and I mean, like, there's a new CG SpongeBob show now, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, as well, so that's an interesting thing that they kind of changed the animation um, while SpongeBob is still going as well. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose with SpongeBob, the premise itself is kind of ridiculous enough that you're like, well, this a live action one would be strange. Yeah. <laughs> like What's... he was first introduced to the world as like there was a guy in a sponge suit. <laughs> 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 I don't know if we'd be here right now. You know? Yeah, that's it, it, it's definitely a show that you could only do animated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess that's the things like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. They need that. That's they need to be doing that. Like mm. if they're not doing that, they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about the sort of you know that live action animation crossover, not live action necessarily, but different animation styles mm. crossed over. That goes back to like, you know, the the Fleischer stuff. The early, I mean, you look at like old Popeye cartoons. Yeah. And if he he'll be walking through a room, and the room is like, you know, uh, stop motion animation, mm. but he's still two D animation. Yeah, yeah. So again, that's like early utilizing of new animations within a cartoon, and yeah. that's carrying on now. So. It's obviously, you know, that in a way that is using stuff in the same way that they did. Yeah, it's still kind of progressing, isn't it? Yeah. In that fashion. So I guess a lot of it comes down to, I suppose, is the, it, it does seem to be kind of the intention of whoever's yeah. making the, the cartoon, like, you know, the, or the animation. It's, there, there's got to be some sort of vision there, hasn't they, of like, what and why are we using, like, you know, animation wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, because some of these, it's clearly just a, an extra arm for them to, to, to tell the stories that they want to tell. Yeah. You know, it's like, they've got, you've got those big franchises like Star Wars and stuff where they, they've got the endless different stories and they want to be able to show you a version of it. So we'll have this one animated or we'll do this one live action, maybe or whatever. They don't need it, um, yeah. but it's just one way to do it. 
whereas other shows are kind of well you you'll get some i guess some films and stuff um where the animation is is kind of the core of, of what it is um and the story is kind of on top of that um and those are the ones that feel kind of like they're pushing it a bit more you know like, yeah and i guess you know there's something to be said as well with like it doesn't just come down to the the movement and literal animation side of it Mm. um there's there's things like so using it again star wars as an example Mm. it might play out like a normal you know it's got to fit in with the star wars world yeah but at the same time they've picked specific art styles that are different and interesting yeah so they're kind of utilizing it in a different way so it's like Mm. yeah you know this doesn't need to be animated necessarily it gives you more content but at the same time you know it it's got an interesting look mm. um which makes you i mean you might not like the look of it but then if you do it's like art isn't it you know you look into it yeah. and you're like actually i really like that i can just watch this yeah yeah um which i think is good and and i think that's kind of where the line is where we get annoyed with adult animation because that's when it can become sloppy if you're just like yeah i just want to do something I want to make something and I can't afford to do it normally. Yeah, yeah. And then it looks just cheap. And there's, I mean, there's a certain level of cheap that can be funny. Mm. But when it just looks generic. Yeah. I mean, take, so let's look, I mean, the big taboo one, Family Guy, right? Yeah. I, I mean, we've never done it. We don't like it, really. <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty of people out there that do. Fair enough. Mm. But then they did, you know, American Dad. Mm. And then they did The Cleveland Show. And all of them just, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. The same look. And then everything, and then it's even worse. Like, at least they're done by the same people. Yeah. And you've got these other ones that are just clearly jumping onto that style. And then it happened with Rick and Morty. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rick and Morty becomes really popular. And it's interesting. And then there's loads of other things that just look similar. Yeah. And that's where you kind of like, ugh, you know, you're, you're not, you're not even thinking about what you're doing. You're just jumping mm. on a trend. Yeah, yeah. Like the the animation stuff wasn't clearly an afterthought. There, it's yeah. like this is just what's what's trending. So let's do this. Whereas, you know, stuff like Rick and Morty, it's, <laughs> I mean, like whether you do you like the show or, or not, sort of thing. Like it obviously, you know, it did start something there with with the yeah. way that it was. Um, like the the animation sort of essentially it, its origins being kind of a gross over the top Back to the Future, um, which yeah probably wouldn't have worked uh, live action. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then then because again it's high concept, so you you know trying to trying to film this like live every week, you know the the amount of CG they need to put in would probably be like just as costly as you know anything else. Yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be up there with the, the top shows that they can't afford to keep making. So, well, that's it. I mean, you would, you wouldn't, you would never expect them unless it was like a massive budget movie to do a live yeah. action version of it. Like, it makes yeah. sense that this is animated, and they, yeah. and you know, they, they go to a different planet every episode. It's, it's worth it. So yeah, but then also I think thematically as well, it's it, like you say w- with animation, you could sort of give it allowances and stuff. So the the kind of the adult content in Rick and Morty where it's like you know characters are, are killed like over and over again there's like really dark subject matter in there 
um, and you've got like lots of over the top violence and stuff. If that was done in, you know, if that was a real person you were seeing, like getting caught up to smithereens by some alien yeah. hardware and stuff, it'd be a completely different effect, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, because sometimes you can laugh at it if, it, if it's an animated show. But <laughs> when you're if you're watching it and you're seeing the gore, you know, it's it, it lands differently. It lands a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think a really good example of that is um, Star Trek Lower Decks. Because hmm. there you've got something that it takes place in in a world where they've never done comedy. You know, yeah. it's always been straight Star Trek, and then they decide to do a comedy. There's no way you could do it as anything other than an animation. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you just you'd be like, I, I I cannot accept this as a fan. <laughs> you just wouldn't, you it's illogical. It. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you'd be like, yeah, if, fair enough if you're just doing a comedy version. There's been a couple, mm. but an actual Star Trek comedy, it just doesn't make sense why everyone's silly here, mm. whereas they're not in the main episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where it kind of works as well. Okay, well, let's 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 give our conclusion then. Mm. Um, so when it comes down to it. The answer is, I guess, yes, it is still utilised. Yeah. Um, just in a different way. Um, mm. And it constantly is changing. I mean, you can look at it from then and now and compare the two, but then you can pluck out bits in between where there's things that have changed kind of that. And that's how you have to look at it. It's an evolution, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, when you look at things like compare um, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon to Snow White, and it's mm. it is quite different like there's oh, yeah. obviously closer similarities to say you know mickey mouse nowadays mm. but it's still very different in its own way um and now it tends to be you know the best way to utilize it is to utilize every part of it you know the art style the movement the the frame rate you know even the technology we use yeah and things like that, which I guess is not, you know, that's always been changing the technology we use. Mm. Um, but they're still doing it, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, there, there are those little pockets on there where people are, are really, they, they are pushing the boundaries. I think there's that, there's that kind of sort of uh, trap that a lot of people fall into where they sort of see animation as a genre instead of a medium. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, we'll just animate it. But that, that can mean so many different things. Um, and obviously, and, and I think that's that you know to go smaller even. Mm. Adult animation can be a trap. Yeah, yeah. Because you know it just all comes under the same comedy bracket. Well, it's just it's not it doesn't matter. That it's comedy, but it still be a different genre. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's a comedy, it doesn't have to, and it doesn't have to look the same. No, which a lot of it does, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think going forward, I'd pro I guess I'd like to see more studios more companies kind of pushing that animation forward a little bit more than just kind of the headliners doing it and then everyone kind of you know just imitating that it'd be really good to see more kind of maybe smaller titles and stuff doing something really different animation wise yeah um, yeah hopefully hopefully that's where we end up so yeah basically when it comes down to it more Maya and the three mm -hmm. less Fairview yes <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, but the answer we would say is, yeah, I think they yeah. are still using, utilizing it. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, another good chat. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, as always, uh, please feel free to rate and review us if you enjoy, enjoyed it. Um, and also just share it with a friend. Share it with someone. That helps us out massively. It's a nice, easy way to support us. But you can also uh, support us by going uh, to our Patreon. Uh, if you want some bonus episodes, you can go uh, over to our merchandise store, which is bits.ly forward slash shop. And um, otherwise, uh, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, recommend anything or just say hi, you can do so on the three fair views of the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Toon Jam Pod. Uh, otherwise, all that's left to say is thank you for listening. And until next time, you stay jammy. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you want to help the show keep going, you can be extra jammy by heading over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash toonjampod. Here you can get a shout out on the show or unlock bonus episodes. Ratings and reviews anywhere you listen to the podcast also really help us out. So thank you and stay jammy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.